0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Here's today's update. I purposely did not do an update yesterday because some of the information that was relevant I didn't really confirm until today. And so I think it's appropriate to now discuss many of this today. There won't be a lot of them because it's kind of a trailer from what happened yesterday. But let's kind of get right into this. First up is SafeCat Girl. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I talked about SafeCat Girl a while ago. And I mentioned that I saw some potential risks in the outcomes where I wasn't really sure if this was going to be legitimate. I didn't know what it was going to entail. I didn't see a reason not to throw a small amount of money, but I certainly wouldn't have recommended doing a lot just because of some of the flags that I saw. turns out that the safe cat girl actually did pull. So it did completely pull out all the liquidity as of today. From what I can tell, The liquidity pool is absolute zero, and there's an unlocked wallet holding all the liquidity. So they took all the money from whoever invested, and hopefully there wasn't a lot of people that did invest because there would have been a lot of cash out. It didn't seem to skyrocket too much before this happened, but it did have quite a few purchases, some unfortunately large purchases. And after the fact, then there was a pull. So it does look like that one is all shut down. The trading is completely disabled, according to Poocoin. So if you were in Safe Cat Girl, um, if you did throw a, lo- a small amount of money like we only recommended a small amount, it's gone. Consider it gone. If you invested a lot of money in it, I'm really sorry, um, but you, are, you don't have that money anymore. You can consider it a loss because it's not going to come back because the trading is completely locked out. So once the trading is locked down, which is part of the contract, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, the one thing I called out with this one with the team, and I was challenged them directly on the Telegram, is that this one's code was identical when they said that they were on gate.io i couldn't find them on gate.io and they said oh we're going to be there soon well that's a red flag because they listed on the website that they were on it as opposed to going to be on it so i already suspected it was going to be some sort of a poll fortunately i had only put like a dollar in there and it gave me like three quadrillion tokens or some crazy number and i figured at that point it wasn't really going to go anywhere but that's why i was telling people to watch out for it and this is one of those techniques you can use to where you can test whether something's legit is to just go a really small amount, let it sit, and just watch and just wait. And you want to see that they're making significant progress, and you want to see that they're making legitimate actions and things. Here's the funny thing about this one. This one actually got it passed a scan from Stay Safe for Honeypot. So it's interesting that Stay Safe, we did not come back with a red flag on this one, even though I called out things that were obvious red flags. And then it called out the unlocked liquidity 100%, but because it has a burn wallet, you don't necessarily expect to see that there would be locked liquidity up front because if you have a burn wallet in place and the burn mechanic is working and you're getting on whatever exchanges, you wouldn't necessarily see that the liquidity would be locked. Initially, and it, it launched only in mid-November, so it's not like it's been out for a crazy amount of time. So it was unique to see this transaction happen when it happened. It almost seemed like they expected to catch more people and were not as successful, but they did make away with, "I want to see it got to like maybe the five figures so they didn't get a lot of money, but certainly this one didn't look like it was able to trick people in what they were doing. Now, as of right now, it's still accessible on what's called Flu's Trade. And Flues Trade is a swap that allows you to, you can track your Binance portfolio and then you can do transactions through their swap tool. And they are trading still on Flu's Trade. So I don't know if Flues Trade is just not aware that they don't have any liquidity for it anymore. Or what the deal is, they do have the code correct. So I did verify it is the same for Safe Cat Girl. So I'm going to reach out to Flu's Trade and just make sure they're aware that, hey, they just got yanked too. Um, or the Flues Trade might be also a scam. I don't think so because it's pretty decent, well-known, and they, they have a pretty strong presence. So I'm going to act them with this very message and see what they say about it. But I figured I would do that first and foremost up front about what's going on with the so-called safe cat girl, ironically named. It is not safe. You would have gotten pulled if you invested a lot of money. I'm sorry, but it's gone. But use this as a technique. When you see that there's an opportunity to invest in something but you're just not sure, just put a small amount in there and just watch it and wait and let them prove themselves out before you do anything further. Do not just YOLO into projects. This is why. It is critical that we don't do that. So that's that's the point I want to put that out there. On the second, I want to talk about uh, Satama just real briefly. Um, the head guy his name is named Satama Guru Russ, Right, he put out a message and it was talking about the after, from aftermath of the Vegas event and everything that's happening with the challenges with the token and the prices of the token and everything. You know, and he's talking about lack of fall through, unmet expectations. Um, he's talking about the Vegas event. He says, "Well, it was done, and we thought the auto was going to be done, but." He acknowledges coordinating takes months. He knew it wasn't going to be done. They decided to organi- uh, improvise rather instead of just admitting that, hey, the wallet won't be available day one, but it's coming soon, just like with Apple. So that didn't happen. Then there was the whole core market cap with the banner for uh, what happened with the Willie D announcement. And that, of course, tanked the value. And so they're kind of pushing forward and just saying, look, we're going, we're still going forward. We still are successful, which I agree with that notion, that sentiment, and we're going to keep on doing what we're doing and we're not going to let it stop. They've, they he acknowledges they made some mistakes. Um, he says they've been in the front taking responsibility. I disagree with that statement because again, at no point was there an acknowledgement that they should not have said that the wallet would be downloadable at the event. That was not true. And they knew that that was true prior to the event. So that was not an acknowledgement of that failure. So, yes, you can acknowledge it after the fact, but that's not the same as acknowledging up front by avoiding it with data that you knew. And I think that's a lot of people's frustration was, well, wait a minute, you knew this up front, but you still went forward and you didn't actively say before this that, hey, this is what's going on. I stress it again. I am still bullish about the Satama project. I still think it's a solid project. I think it's one of the best projects out there. But again, I understand how it feels as a business owner myself when you're being attacked because you gave ammunition to certain people that want to see you fail. I don't want to see them fail. I want to see them succeed. That's why I'm giving the feedback I'm giving to acknowledge things like, you know what, we should have simply changed our banners and said, it's coming soon. Just like Apple does with their computers. When they do one of their announcements with Tim cook, we didn't do that. We dropped the ball up front before it fails, not acknowledging that you failed after you fail. Catching it in advance when you knew that it had to be that, that takes away the ammunition from those who want to see you fail. That's all I think anybody was saying. As far as the whole CERDIC audit, part of the challenge there is, I don't know who threw out the two weeks. Somebody threw out two weeks at that event because there were people at the event that came back and said, oh, it's coming to two weeks. Do, do, do. I don't know who said it. I don't know. Whoever said two weeks should not have said two weeks. And when two weeks started spreading on social media, you got to get in front of it and say, stop. We never committed to any date. Remove the two weeks from your vernacular. It'll come when it comes and leave it at that. Whoever put the two weeks out there, and there were images with it. Whoever did that, that was bad. That was not that was not the right thing. That was not whoever did that should not have done that because that caused more harm than good. I don't know who did. I'm not gonna blame the team for that one, because I don't know the source of it. I am saying it was a contributing factor to what happened there. So That was not their fault. That was a different thing, but I do call it out for what it is. I also think that a lot of the impact on Satama right now is some of that is still some of the fallout, but I also think there are different byproducts happening. So I do see more buys than sells. This is factual. I do see there's more transactions on the holding and purchasing side, and I do think that the bear season is playing into factor. That's why I said I'm still bullish on it, still Q1 2022. I've always said I want to see more of what happened. I'm bullish about Lily Finance. I'm bullish about Sight of Mask. I'm bullish about the project and tools. I just think that more can be done to avoid when these things happen, not do it when we know we could, other than to take away the ammunition from your enemies. That's all. As long as we're willing to do that, then you're going to be stronger and you're going to grow as a token. And I've seen it in multiple tokens that do that, that are actively trying to avoid when they know something's going to go south. They just say, look, we're going to get ahead of it. Some don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that have the rougher time of it. We should learn the lesson from Shib. Shiv went through this. That's why I'm emphasizing it so much. Shib went through the same thing with Shiva Swap when they didn't listen to all the red flags that were there. And then it went through, frankly, hell for months before it was able to recover. And nobody wants to see that to Satama. So anybody can call me a hater if they want to. But if you listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth you would hear that I'm saying things that are designed to help the health of the token, because I understand that the project is solid, but I also know that some of these were preventable things that fell out. It is not to spread FUD. It's not to piss anyone off. It's to tell you the truth about what you need to do going forward, which is when you know you're not going to meet a deadline, you tell everybody we are not going to meet this. And since we're not going to meet this, We are adjusting it and we're going to say coming soon and we'll provide updates as soon as we know more. But there's more further information that needs to be gleaned from the whatever that has delayed this a little bit. We're still going forward with the event. The event's still on. The people are still scheduled. Nothing's changing as far as the event, simply that the tool won't be available day one due to outside factors. Then move on. That's how you manage reputation. That's how you manage expectation. That didn't happen before the event. And I think certain people use that as ammunition to attack these guys unfairly. And I'm trying to help them with advice to take that ammunition away from those people. Because the more ammunition you give them, the worse it's going to get. And like I said, SHIB learned that the hard way. SHIB went through it multiple times. The first time at their all-time high at 3.8. And then it dipped back down because of the Sheba swap and all the nonsense that went on with that. And then you do... The whole, after the swaps and the rewards are failing and having issues, that hurt them. And then more recently with coin market cap and the circulating supply, and that was coin market cap that screwed that up, but their data is now accurate. They went through it too. That's how we can learn from the lessons of other failures. Keanu Inu tried to do a Vegas launch for a wallet. They went south. We can learn from the failures of others to avoid the failures going forward. But when we refuse to listen to that feedback, We fail, and then we blame everybody else. Nobody wants to see that. Let's get to where we're stopping before we do a thing and listen to people who are trying to help so that we can move forward together. That's what we should be doing. On another note, on a positive note, um, I have gotten confirmation from the guest I'm going to have, and I will do an announcement on that guest um, probably this weekend, maybe. Um, I'm really excited to have the person on the show they are representing one of the tokens I've spoken about in the past. And it's one token that's had a hard time. They've had a rough time of it. And they, they have a plan moving forward. And they've had some leadership shifts. And I do plan to just talk about the structure of the token, strategy of the token, their current methodology and their mindset, where they want to go. And if they could say one thing that they want their people to know, what is that? And then how do you plan to manage investor sentiment going forward? And then I'll share my thoughts of the token and what I saw I'm sure that they listened to the episode that I gave because I think one of them reached out about it. So it's one of those that I I believe is a strong contender for 2022, for sure. The leadership shift is going to change things a little bit, I think, for them. But it seems like they have good people behind it and the right methodology. It's just I want to make sure that we're not losing sight of the psychological aspect of cryptocurrency when we do what they're going to be doing in the new year. Um, So I'm really excited to speak to him. I also got an outreach from another guest. This one is, he's kind of a celebrity that you don't really know about because he was one of the people involved in the Bitcoin side many years ago. And I'm really excited if I can get him on deck to talk to him um, because he's, his notoriety precedes him of what he was able to do back then and where we are now. So I'm really excited to look at that and I'm really excited to um, dig into his brain and just say, you were there, we're here. Talk me through that, that path. Um, so it's an exciting period. We're getting more guests on the show now, different perspectives. At some point, there may be a video version of the podcast. I have not committed that decision as of yet. If there is, the video would be for my guests because they are the star, not me. So if I decide to do it, which I haven't decided, that would be coming sometime in the new year. And then it would be a supplement to the audio. So you'd still hear it through the audio side, but then you'd have the opportunity to do the video if you wanted to do the video and and get to see these different guests. And then some of these guests for the tokens, you know, part of their motivation as well is to put a face to the name. One challenge with a lot of these tokens is when you don't know who it is you're talking to, they don't put a video out there, they're all on Telegram only, and it's hard to really know is this a true, real person or not. So one of the other tokens that I covered, um, they reached out. They wanted to have a Telegram conversation, which I'm cool with doing. Um, but I would like to see if he'd be welcome to come on the show and have the conversation directly and answer questions directly and and prove that, hey, we're a presence, we're here. But I understand some countries don't allow it. So that may or may not happen on the show. But if it does come out, then there'll be more information from that token uh, in the future. So that's coming up on deck as well. So there's a lot of things moving, moving and grooving, and I'm very excited again for 2022. I do think that things are going to hit the ground running, and I do think we're in a good spot as far as tokens and tokenomics and everything in spite of the whole nonsense with the, uh, the government and Congress trying to crack stuff down. So that's what I've got for you right now. I'm not going to bury you with too much stuff, um, and I'm not going to commit to an afternoon update. I haven't decided if I need to as of this point or if I'll just go somewhere else um, you know, to the next day, carry over. I haven't fully decided on that one yet. I will say, make sure that you are buying dips. Please make sure you don't freak out because it's red. Treat that as a discount because I'm assuring you there's going to be good things coming here in the near future, and we are en route to very optimum things in 2022 for sure. Take care.